This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The Enzo in the Pacific breeze in and out. It had exhaled, letting the La Nina fade away. Now the trend there is for the SOI rising again. The potential for La Nina appears to be resurrecting. The 30-day SOI had fallen back to zero. Now it is back up over positive seven again. The cold blue water on NOAA's Pacific Ocean temperature maps off California have not dissipated. According to the climate forecaster that we use, Nutrient Ag Solutions' Eric Snodgrass, cold water off California correlates to Midwest summer droughts. Cold water results in less evaporation, so the air coming into the U.S. from the Pacific carries less water with it. That shuts off moisture to the plains and northern Corn Belt, while the rest below the dry line gets their moisture flow from the Gulf. If the portion of the Corn Belt that is now dry extends this pattern into summer, prospects of trend U.S. corn and soybean yields would burn up. Snodgrass predicted the current opening of the airflow from the Gulf all the way into Canada that is delivering us some much-needed moisture. Rainfall totals are currently modest, however, but hopefully we will get some more over the weekend. NOAA's new long-term forecast featured noticeably improved odds for rain through June across most of the eastern half of the country, and that's what the trade seems focused on. The full summer outlook is a different story especially when you compare the June to August temperature and precipitation maps from mid-April to the ones issued yesterday. Temperatures eased a bit for Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, and Missouri, but stayed hotter than normal for the rest of the country. Rain-wise, the odds for better-than-average rains on the eastern coast expanded westward to include Ohio and eastern Indiana, while odds of below-normal rain shrank in the plains with the eastern third of the Dakotas and Nebraska. Eastern half of Kansas now given equal chances of above and below normal rain instead of the drier than normal predicted last month. The trade took the improved forecast bearishly, so it will now take whether that's worse than forecast or not as good as forecast to jumpstart bullish sediment. In other words, trade sediment seems to be building on the idea of above trend line yields and ignoring the severe subsoil moisture deficits that demand regular and timely rains all summer just to ensure an average yield nationally. Rain forecast also improved slightly for Brazil, although it is now too late in their growing season, to resuscitate their devastated corn crops. China will be forced to rely on both the United States and Ukraine for more of their 2022 corn needs. Another consequence of the drought in Argentina is that there are now reportedly seven ships carrying grain that have bottomed out in the Paraná River due to low water levels. U.S. export logistics have now returned to normal. Trade estimates on how much corn acreage will increase from the March planning intentions to the USDA's June 30th acreage report range from 2 million to more than 5 million additional acres. Past history suggests it will be no more than 2.7 million. The trade also expects an increase in soybean planted acres as there are strong incentives for double cropping soybeans behind soft red winter wheat. Generally, there are three key elements to boosting double crop bean acreage. First, the price for new crop beans has to be high enough to show a good profit, despite the 25-30% to 30% hit on yield potential. Second, the wheat needs to ripen and be harvested in a timely manner. Third, there needs to be enough topsoil moisture to ensure quick germination and a decent stand. All three of those conditions could be met at this stage. 
A certain portion of the U.S. bean acreage is double cropped every year. On average, the figure is about 5% of the total and ranges from 4 to 6%. The burning question is this. How many extra double cropped acres are likely to show up in the June 30th report compared to those assumed in the March planning intentions? USDA makes the effort to answer that question when it takes the June acreage survey because in addition to acres actually planted, they ask survey respondents to include acres still intended for soybeans even if wheat has yet to be harvested when the June survey is taken. Using the largest percentage of bean acreage that were double cropped in the last five years, the expectation would be for about 876,000 more. So that, in our view, is the worst-case scenario for extra soybean acres from double cropping showing up in June compared to March intentions. Using the WASDE yield assumption of 50.8 bushel per acre and trimming it by 30% for double crop, it's just 31.2 million bushels, not much more than a rounding error. If we produce them, China will buy them. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.